Good morning, Rock Springs. Is it warm enough for you? No, not yet. But we're going to warm this place up. We're going to start off and we're going to do things differently from the get-go. For one thing, I'd like for you all to meet Bethany. If you've not met her, everybody say, hey, Bethany. My name is David. I'm so glad that you guys could join us both in this room and in the online campus. Today is Church and Family Day, and we are so excited. Could I hear some excitement from you all? Yep. And because there's so much going on in our church family, let's hit the high spots on that. Do you all have your uh, notepads on your your phone or anything? You don't want to miss a beat of this, so take note. There's a lot happening. Let's start with what's happening tonight. Tonight is fuel. So so fuel, (laughs) whoo, there it is. So fuel is for our middle school and high school students, so sixth grade and up. And they, I hear they're like carving pumpkins tonight. Going to have a lot of games. I bet there'll be food. Always. So always food. If you want to come hang out, find some fun, some food. Obviously, this whole thing is based on faith and following Jesus, but yep. it's going to be so fun yep. tonight. So 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock right, right here, here at that. the Cortez City Campus. Now, just trying to move through our calendar. Do you know that this coming Saturday, this coming Saturday is time for the packing party for Operation Christmas Child. Is anybody excited about Operation Christmas Child? Did y'all see the size of that Operation Christmas Child box out in the lobby? That's a big old box. I love it. And it's pretty full already. It's filling up, you guys. That's amazing. If you've not been to an OCC packing party, Just like so many people across the United States, for sure, during these days, folks like you and me get a shoebox. We fill it with gifts that are appropriate to a boy or a girl from very young up to like preteen time. You pack that, and then you send it off prayerfully, and it gets delivered to a child who might not have ever received a gift like this ever in their life. And it gives them an opportunity to hear about Jesus, too. It does. Absolutely. So this Saturday at noon right here at City Campus. And so you want to take advantage of that. They'll put it out on large tables, and you just get to do all kinds of shopping and packing boxes one right after another. If this is something that really, really lights you up, please be here and participate in the Operation Christmas Child Packing Party noon this coming Saturday. Yes, and we know that a lot of participants in our online campus can't be here in person. Um, But we've already had a lot of people, and people are continuing to. If you donate 25 bucks. The OCC team will do the shopping for you. Do the shopping for you? Yep. So right there on the Church Center app, um, you can select Operation Christmas Child. Yep. And then that will go to packing an extra shoebox. Which giving in the uh, Church Center app is so safe, so secure, and it's also so simple. It It really really is. I know because I've tried it. And you it figured it out. It, I figured it out. It wasn't well, confusing. Com- I actually, you all have no excuses. That then. is correct. So we have fuel. We have Operation Christmas Child. The next thing that would happen would be later that night, and that is it's time change. <laughs> so exciting. If you carry a modern device, you do not have to set anything. It will set itself for you, but just be prepared. It's going to fall back one hour which I really don't know what you feel about that. I just know it's going to be real dark, real early in the day. That's all I know. And your devices that don't set themselves, if you're like me, I planned ahead about six months ago and didn't spring forward. You just didn't put them forward. So (laughs) 
we're back on track this weekend, you guys. It's going to be awesome. And I will also tell you where I come from and the church uh, tradition that, like, my mom and my wife and I grew up in, this would be what they call great day in the morning on Sunday morning. Oh, that's just mean. Yeah, great day <laughs> in the morning. And we are going to have a great day starting off a brand new series. Do you remember what it's called, Bethany? It's called The Shadow King. Ooh, sounds mysterious. Yeah. It actually has a lot of deep meaning, and I hope you'll join me. Uh, it's going to be The Shadow King. We're going to do five installments of that, and we're going to be looking at someone. I told you this last week, but please listen to me today. If you know anyone who is a type A individual personality, okay, persuade them in whatever way you can. Uh, bribe them. Say, I will buy you breakfast or lunch after the service. But any type A people in your life, please encourage them to tune in or to walk in. It could be very beneficial to especially young men and young women who are trying to say, how do you make it in this world and what does it matter? The Shadow King. And then you're pretty interested in, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but where we're going from there. Well, because it's, it's crazy to think about, but this is going to lead us right into our Christmas series. Yeah. Did you know it's like less than 60 days to Christmas? Crazy. How about that? But we're fun. not just leading into it as like, then we'll flip a switch and suddenly it's Christmas. No, we're kind of beginning, heading into that now they, with the Shadow King. That's right, because it goes together. It's going to be called Light of the World. So if you're awake today. I actually heard a peop couple people go, oh. Yeah, Shadow. They got and it. Yeah, Shadow light. light. Okay, well, we thought it was cool. Hopefully you will too. All right. So we're going to start that new series and we're going to do that next week. Then moving on, let's see, 11-11. 11-11, Rock yep. Springs Men is scheduled to have another breakfast together. Yep. We need you to register as soon as possible. It determines many, many things. You can register right now while I'm talking on the Church Center app. You can yes. register for that breakfast right now. Or if you like to do it the old-fashioned way mm -hmm. or the, uh, the classic way, the vintage way, you can go to the information yeah. desk. But in case no one has ever, someone has never registered online, let me, uh, right now I won't actually register because... I'm not a Rock Springs man. No, you're not. Um, but if you pull up the Church Center app, you click on more, you click on event registration, Rock Springs Men's Breakfast. There it is. That's literally how simple it was Done. to get there. So, yeah, it's really simple. But if you guys ever, if you're like, I want to start doing the online registration thing, but I don't know how that works, flag me down, flag any of us down. who We'll show you. And we we'll call, be happy to show you. We, we basically call it uh, God's Geek Squad. Geek Squad. That's yep. right. Okay. There's that, 1111. So register if you can, and if you can make it, we surely would love to have you fellows. Then the next thing would be 1113, which is a Monday, and that is we are partnering with Vitalant once yes. more to do a blood drive. Yes. If this is something you like to contribute some of your blood for the benefit of uh, the health of other people, then make uh, an appointment with that. And we have things at the information desk and online mm -hmm. in order to register. Which I can, I can speak to this very personally now. I didn't even know this until yesterday. My mother had to have a blood transfusion last week. Um, and so, I mean, I knew she was sick. It wasn't, but I didn't realize that was part of her treatment that they were giving her. Well, and I'll so be. now I am more grateful than ever yes. to all of those who give blood. And so last time that we did this um, was our first time. And I mean, we blew it out of the water. At we Springs, did. Vitalant was very pleased with how it yeah. came out. And we helped a whole bunch of people. So let's do I it again. do it again. Please yep. register for that if you are able and care to do that. Yep. Then I'm looking to make sure I don't uh, forget anything. Rock Springs Women said, save the date, yes. December, December the 16th. December the 16th. Yep. Mark that down, ladies. We'll give you more information as the weeks come on. 
But I'm just telling you, we've got so many cool things because we're always trying our best to make connections. Thank you, Bethany, for the help that you've given us. Would you give her a round of applause? What we really like to do now, and uh, part of this will feel familiar to you if you're a part of Rock Springs on a regular basis, we have what we call, I guess, a call to worship our God, and we've got a lively one today. Mm-hmm. So everybody on your feet, and we're going to sing, Love the Lord. Here we It'll go. It'll help you warm up, too, if you get really into it, because I probably won't. your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Here we go. With all your Oh. 
right. I play a mean air guitar. And plus, when I go to church, I don't want it to feel like a funeral. Welcome to Rock Springs, you guys. Everybody turn around, find somebody you haven't spoken to, and say, welcome to Rock Springs. Hey, adults, you can go ahead and take, well, everybody can take a seat. Yep, everybody can take a seat, wherever you are. Today is chaotic in the most beautiful of ways because today we have invited Rock Springs kids and all the bed and tails into this big room, and so we're all here together. We have babies who are, are, are uh, with us. We have kids that are in first, second, third, fourth, fifth grade. They're all going to be here. And I just want to say welcome to all of you kids. Now, some of it's going to be exciting like what we just did. And we're going to make it even more exciting by inviting you, kids, if you're in the fifth grade and down, and you can persuade any of your parents or family to come up here. We would really love it if you come up here on the platform with us and sit down here on the floor. In fact, I'll just go ahead and make it so, okay? This is going to be interesting. I can, I can get down. I just don't know if I can get back up. Okay. So everybody, all the kids who want to join me, come right, on kiddos, up. kiddos, come on up. And parents, you can come too if you have small okay. ones. And what we're doing here is we're trying to establish relationships of all kinds. In fact, if you're online or in this place, we want you to know that if you feel like you have been beat up by life, we're really glad that you tuned in or walked in because we think this is a place of hope. If you feel like you've messed up so badly that there is no hope for you, we're here to tell you that is simply not true. Jesus loves you just the way you are and loves you way too much to leave you that way, but you belong here. Hi. And don't anybody get comfortable up here because we're about to mix it up. Okay. And if you also uh, feel like you just, you need some comfort and uh, you want some friends. Well, that's not an instantaneous thing, but you can make friends and build them. And that's what we really try our best to do with the kids and the adults. So what we're doing today is not just for fun. But we want you to know that doing family ministry is very, very important to us. I'm very grateful for the team that you'll meet here in a little while, some of them. And they'll explain to you kind of how it works. And we make no bones about it. Because as the number of these kids grow, and by extension that means more families that we reach, more of us adults do need to step up to take care of all the details it takes in order to minister to, uplift, encourage help shape the lives of these kids. i got to ask y'all a question, because y'all are all neatly lined up and all that, but uh, I'm going to go over here. Come, come circle around me a little bit more, would you? Those of you who can scoot. When I knew you guys were coming, 
and we'd have a chance to just sit for just a minute. I wanted to tell you a story about Jesus. Is that okay? Because you may have heard the story about Jesus and that his mom wrapped him in a bunch of cloths and put him in a, can you help me finish that statement? What did she put him in to sleep in? Was a manger, a feeding trough. We often see that picture of Jesus at Christmas, but you know, he grew just like you guys are growing. Do any of you have like um, a, uh, a place at your house where you back up to and then they mark how tall you are? Anybody do that? You should start that because, you know, next week when they measure you again, the mark will be higher until you're 15 like me and then you will stop growing. <laughs> and then people will laugh at you. <laughs> laugh with me. <laughs> but there's this verse in Scripture that says Jesus grew in wisdom. Can everybody say that word? Wisdom. And Jesus grew in stature, not statue, that's different, okay? Say the word stature. Stature means they grew taller. And then it says he also grew in favor with God. Can you say favor with God? And he grew in favor with other people. Favor with other people. Can you say that? Okay. What's interesting, you guys, is that we're all doing that, especially you. Because your parents and your grandparents are admiring you. You go, you eat all that you want to eat and you never get fat. <laughs> and it's wonderful. And then you keep getting taller. And then you go to school and you learn things. And then this week you know things that you didn't know last week. Is that right? I mean, you keep learning. Well, guess what? If you look at Jesus, the one who says that he will save us from our sin... And give us a life that is worth living and then give us everlasting life. Did you see how he grew? He grew in brain power. That's his wisdom. So whenever you learn things like what we're about to learn, I'm going to introduce you to someone. And we're going to learn something all together right here, okay? So learn everything that you can. Just learn as much as you possibly can. Like I said, keep eating good, exercising, get plenty of sleep. And guess what? You will grow not only in your tallness. Is that a word? It is now. Okay. In, in your height, you will not only grow that way, and you'll grow muscles that are bigger than the muscles you have now. Okay? But you're also going to, and I hope by way of RSK and what your parents are doing with you at home in cooperation with that, you're going to grow in favor with God. In other words, you're going to learn how to be a better friend with God. Because as you learn what he said and you try to live the way that he lives and he wants us to live, you're growing in favor with God. And then one of the other things we put a lot of stock in in RSK is we try to learn how to treat one another the way Jesus treats us. So I, one verse, it's Luke 2.52. It says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with other people. That's the kind of, pray, uh, the kind of prayer I pray over you. Right now, though, you want to learn something brand new? Yes? Okay, I do, and it's brand new to me, too. When I got here this morning, I did not know this part. Okay, so, Alan. Everybody say, hey, Alan. Hey, y'all. So, we're going to do something fun. So, I'm going to ask the children to stand up. 
and kind of turn around and look at me just quickly. Do you know that we sing praise to God, right? We sing praise. That's why, we, that's why God gave us voices. But you can also praise God with your body by, like, dancing, right? Now, I'm not going to make you dance, but we're going to do that same song again. I will love the Lord with all my heart. Okay, and we're going to do hand motions. And, and this should be, and we can watch Pastor David for leading us in the hand motions. <laughs> so, we're going to sing, I will love the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my strength. So, we're going to do hand motions. So, love is like this. Practice love. I will love the Lord with all my heart, and you draw a heart over your heart. Okay, so I will love the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul. Just point to your chest where the center of your soul is. With all my mind and with all my strength. Show me those muscles. <laughs> muscles. Okay, let's practice one more time and then we'll sing it together. I will love the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my strength. Ready? Ready now? I will love the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my strength. I will love the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my With all my soul, with all my mind, and all my strength, I will love the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my strength. I will serve the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my With all my mind and all my strength, I will love the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and with all my strength. Yeah! That was so fun. You guys sing that. I tell you what, here's your assignment. Try and sing that to your parents at least 25 times before you go to bed tonight, okay? And that way, y'all will all remember that song. Okay, gang, um, we all start somewhere. And what we're trying to do with RSK is teach these kids from God's Word, this is how you do it. Would you give all these kids a wonderful round of applause? And you guys can go back to your seat now. And I'm going to do one more thing with some adults over here. Love the fact that it's getting a little warmer in here. Either that or maybe it's just singing that song 17 times.
I want to introduce you to some folks, and I also want you to hear from their heart and their head about what's happening in uh, Rock Springs Kids from an adult's perspective. Please open your heart and your mind to hearing what they have to say and why it's important. And like I said from the get-go, as we continue to reach more families and uh, reach more kids, we need more adults to help serve alongside what we're doing. So I'm going to invite all the RSK uh, gang to come on up here as quickly as you can, and we're going to get started in some conversation. Where did they go? There they are. They're coming up from different spots. Hello. Bossy, bossy, bossy. That's what I am. Uh, let me introduce everybody. Everybody say, hey, Christy. And then next to her is Adrian. Say hello, Adrian. Next to her is Terry. Hey, Terry. And then next to him is Kelly. Hello, Kelly. And then down there at the end is Russell or Russ, depending on Russell, Russ, Russell, 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 Russell. Russell. And they serve in so many different capacities. Adrian is our champion of RSK, and right alongside her is Christy. And they make a wonderful team, but uh, Adrian, so much, thank you so much for uh, stepping up to say, you know, I think God's doing a great thing in, uh, in our kids' ministry and could do even more if we did certain things. So way to go. Um, Russell, would you mind handing Adrian the microphone? I'm going to start with her and ask her uh, a question or two because we polished this. I want you all to know. Sure we did. Now, you're getting the real deal. Um, between the six of us, we did come up with some uh, things that could lead to things you may want to say. But for instance, um, I, I talked about you being the champion and wanting to wave the flag and help others uh, to get involved. But let's back up a little bit. How did you originally get involved with Rock Springs Kids? Tell us a little bit about that journey. Um, and I had different answers for it, but I think seeing the kids up here, sorry, two years ago, um, my husband and my youngest daughter and I moved here to Cortez, and we didn't know why. And we didn't know why uh, we moved here. Um, my youngest daughter and I, thank you. My youngest daughter and I um, attended Rock Springs the second week we were here in Cortez, and she looked over at me. She's 17, a senior in school now, and she said, this is home. At the time, if somebody would have approached me and asked me to be a part of RSK, I would have probably, ooh, ooh. okay, so I'll uh, spend time with the infants because that was, to me, the easiest and safest thing to do. Um, so I thought, <laughs> if you like to um, corral cats, <laughs> um, I fell in love with it. I approached uh, Bethany and asked her if I could serve 
in the children's ministry, and she said yes, and I started, and I just, I had this pull in my heart. I, I wanted to be there, and I didn't know. I have learned throughout the last couple of years to not question um, God. I push sometimes, and he laughs at me. <laughs> and, says, and I know that feeling of fear that I have is his calling, and I have to just obey that. Um, so I, I feel that I was called to do it. And that's wonderful. I think you're always on the right track if you say yes to God, even when you don't know what that means. I'll ask you a follow-up to this right quick, and then we're going to pass it down that way. Here's the follow-up. Have you learned anything in the months of uh, leading RSK? Oh, yes. Primary that will, lesson. That I will love grandchildren because I can give them back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Truly, the, I, I have learned more, um, I have learned more than I think the kids are learning. I think we're learning this together and that you don't have to be a biblical scholar to step up and be a part of RSK. You really don't. Just do it. If you feel that pull, do it. Just go ahead and do it. Would you pass the microphone to Terry, and I'm going to follow up uh, and follow that line of thinking. Is Terry, did you, uh, like... Back whenever you were 18, did you make a grand plan that you were going to be involved in children's ministry? And uh, I mean, how does one become an RSK volunteer? And once you get there, what would you tell us? You know, what's what's the deal? Well, let's start with the 18 thing. Okay. Um, I won't go into the story, but no, let's just say that was the furthest thing that I than I could ever imagine of being doing at this point, 10 years later. Um, but. It's just from the beginning, it was a call. I felt that this is where I needed to be. Uh, unlike some people, I did have a Christian influence in my childhood. I did have a push to do it. And there were times that that made it worse because it, nobody was trying to understand it on my level, what I needed from it, what I wanted from it, what I, the way I could understand it and digest it. And that kind of directly correlates into what you were leading into there, the orange curriculum that we follow. Yeah, because once uh, someone uh, says, hey, I want to come check it out, because I will go back. You don't have to answer this on microphone. Nodding or shaking your head would be fine. You said you do not have to be a theologian in order to serve in RSK, correct? Do you throw people into the deep end of the pool without any preparation? Okay. That is one thing that seems to really scare people. It's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Well, we have curriculum that is orderly. And not always, it's like herding cats. It's not always going as it's planned. But in other words, there's a team of people that says, we're going to attack it this way, and we're going to get these kids the information they need. Tell us about the curriculum and how that works, please. And going off of that theologian thing, I'm definitely the one to tell you that I am not very well organized and planned when it comes to walking into that room. Uh, the kids are more excited to see me than on some people because I am very much just there to try to help teach the lesson, but also to have, make sure that it's fun for them to learn. Um, the orange curriculum is its a combination of colors. It's representative of yellow, which is the light of our God, the, the light that guides us and takes us through our path as we follow Jesus. And it, it combines with the color of red, which is the love of our family, the love of this family, your family, and everything combined. And those two things together is what we use to guide our curriculums to teach the kids what they need to know. 
So yellow and red make orange, so we use an orange curriculum. That's why we often say, and I try to tell you guys this, the reason we have the stuff on uh, the, and I don't mean just stuff, we have great resources that are a part of the RSK tab on the Church Center app because we want your family, we want you parents and grandparents to be heroes in your kids' eyes. And so we're partnering together. It really is. Church and family, it's huge. I want, if you would, to pass the, the um, microphone back down here to Christy. Christy, would it be fair to say that you came in kicking and screaming? <laughs> Not exactly. It would be fair to say I came in scared. <laughs> right. And that's what I meant, is that whenever all of this was starting to form in terms of a team, you did not necessarily say, let me have the wheel of that. It's like, no. No. You came in with a bit of fear and trepidation. Would you tell people about what it was like to move from the fear of, I don't know, to at least when I see you on a week-to-week basis, you seem like you have a fire in your eyes that this is an important thing. Can you tell us about that whole oh, thing? Absolutely. It's an important thing, and it's fun. <laughs> and so I stressed about it for weeks, and... After my first Sunday teaching the little pre-K kids, I went, hmm, that wasn't so bad. No one died in the process? No. No, and we had fun. Yeah. And we learned about Jesus. Let's go on. It's not on here, but I remember the two of you, we were having a meeting, and you said, love the lesson. We thought of a song, and we had some conversations about is it okay if we make some adjustments and do some other kinds of songs like Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, <laughs> <Right>. Numbers, Deuteronomy, <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts, and Letters, and Romans. Um, you brought a piece of yourself in terms of you had some church experience, and now what was once old is new again. Right. Do you find that that's the kind of environment that you guys are creating as volunteers is for people to bring a part of their experience? Absolutely. Yeah, I like Terry, I grew up in a Christian family and I've gone to Sunday school all my life. Um, so, yeah, lots of fun songs in my head that <laughs> we want these kids to learn and um How would you say to someone cuz the whole thing of fear, it's like, it's a lot of fear of the unknown, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's like, I don't know exactly. What would be the simplest suggestion you would have to anyone who might be considering, like, I do want to be a part of something that matters for kids and families, but I'm afraid. What would, what do you tell them? I would say just jump in and try it. Um, so in each classroom, we have a teacher and we have an adult helper. So start out coming in just as a helper. I, it's fun. It really, um, and you may just grow into wanting to teach them just like I did. Now, I'm not teaching K through five yet. <laughs> I'm still working on Working that. your way up. <laughs> <laughs> you big, know. Those big kids are a little scary. No, they're not. They're, they have so much fun, um, and I just learned right along with them. Yeah. Thank you for that word of advice because it's like, well, just come hang out with us, introduce us. Would you be willing, if someone were to see you in the lobby or whatever, would you be willing to, like, introduce yourself and then take them to introduce them to some people Certainly. inside? 
because this leads into we don't let just anyone past a certain point on Sundays because we really do prize and treasure and we hold it as a high value. There is a safety aspect that we practice because we love our kids and we love our volunteers and we want them both to be safe, correct? So it would really need to be someone like from this team, uh, this group of five, but there are other volunteers that it's like, come hang out with me for a day and they could get a special pass to come past yes. the, the point? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Let's pass that um, microphone down to the gatekeeper. That'd be me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I let it through the gate, didn't I? <clears throat> Kelly, uh, out of this, this whole group of folks, you and I have worked side-by-side uh, side in some form of ministry at Rock Springs for many years. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Feels you like longer, though. Got it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. love it so much. You know, as well as I do, even as far back as 2005, 2006, Rock Springs was uh, intentionally setting up a uh, way to check kids in and check them out for um, reasons to protect them, because there are sometimes people do not have the best of motives, right. and so forth. I won't put words in your mouth, but looking back on that and then just looking at how we've tried to uphold that through the years, what does that mean and and why is that value important to what we do? Well, you use the phrase fast, fluid, and flexible, and that's, that's, this is a work in progress, Um, you know, from, from the time, even just from a year ago, it has been a work in progress, and we do try to, um, we don't try to make it seem like a like a presidio or anything like that, but we do like to we do like to have it um, secure, fun but secure, and the the process of going through that can sometimes maybe to uh, a parent, especially a newcomer parent, may seem a bit grating that we you know we have forms to fill out and and information to enter. Please be patient uh, because we, uh, especially yours truly. Every computer is only as smart as the person who operates it, and in this case, we're, we're walking on shaky ground <laughs> in this case. So take all this information into to context, right, right, like right. in consideration. But, but the point is that, um, you know, you can rest assured that, that your children are safe from this, that, and the other, or from, you know, whatever, whatever it is, because we... We don't live, we live in a different time than we did even, you know, you were hearkening back to 2000. We live in a different world since then because, you know, health issues, security issues, all these sorts of things. And we really just try to do our best to, because they're, they're the little jewels in our crown and, yes. and we want to protect them and we want to keep them, you know, above all else, we'll, 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 we'll keep them safe. So... Rest assured that everything is being done with that in mind. Now, if you have uh, an inclination to serve in that capacity, I would also say, um, or in any capacity in RSK, I would say, you know, if you are of the consumer mindset, you get so much out of it, serving in RSK, even even at the check-in desk, where sometimes you feel like a police dispatcher. You have two radios, you know, one radio now, but beside you and it's like 
okay, this is happening here, this is, but so organized chaos, but you do get something out of it. Yeah. It's, it's so rewarding. And I appreciate you guys all upholding that particular value because we, we care about it. I will make a commentary on it as well. And that is whenever we say, can you consider, and I'm looking at you, you, you say, I believe in Rock Springs kids, but I don't like kids. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. I know what you mean because sometimes you get to a certain spot in your life and particular, uh, what is it, frenetic energy is too much. But you know there's lots of ways to serve RSK, serve on the team with RSK, that you actually don't have to interact with children on a regular basis. And that, by that I mean check-in. And I'm, I'm not, it is funny, but it, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm saying the preparation of lessons the preparation of the object lessons or crafts sometimes or the games ahead of time, um, safety team, all kinds of things like that. It's like I could help the ones who are directly helping the kids is a huge way to help on the RSK team. So I hope you'll give that some consideration. Now, if you wouldn't mind passing the microphone down there to Russell. How you doing down there, brother? Hello, David. Yeah, you doing good? I'm doing awesome today. Thank you. Now, I know that you pretty well on the Sundays that you <coughs> help in RSK, you force yourself to go in there, right? You go, Lord, I don't want to do this, yes. but I'm going to go in there anyway. It actually starts Saturday afternoon. It does start Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Okay. No, really, Friday. Yeah, Friday. More it like starts Friday. Friday because of that. <laughs> Y'all, I know Russell, and I know him really, really well, and I'm just telling you, to say that he was going to be in children's ministry it's a God thing. That's yeah. all I can say. Yeah. And he's not the only one. Yeah. But please give us testimony of what is it like? I'm serious. Not just how do you feel about it. Well, what is it like to lead? Because you're in what? Uh, the area that's a preschool through yeah, fifth grade, I, right? I, I teach the K through five. Um, it's just amazing. I, you know, I really like you talked before. I think I, I, I learn more than the kids do um, in the sense that... Uh, they're so innocent at that that age, um, and it just it's it's a pleasure that way. You say it starts on. Oh, you were joking around yeah. with me. Yeah. It starts on Friday, yeah. Saturday. That's not kidding. No. I mean, no, I no. You no. do get ready do for it because you Friday. come down here. Yes, I do yeah. come in on Friday. So tell me what you do when you're when you're down here Friday, Saturday. Sometimes. Well, uh, like I said, there's already prepared factual information that we are trying to teach, and. Um, Anyway, so I, through paper and through video, um, I come in on Fridays and I will uh, go through the material several times um, uh, just to see what God puts on my heart um, because I believe that um, it, this is it. I, I truly believe that um, RSK is mighty important to our Father God. Amen. In the sense that... Um, the body of Christ, um, what we call church, is truly generational. And it is so important, so, so important that our children know who Christ is and uh, that they are loved um, just for personal reasons. I, I grew up um, not in a church home. Um, I, didn't know, I didn't come to know Christ until about seven years ago. And... Um, God had gifted me um, 
with the ability to communicate with children um, even before this. Um, so um, that's why it's very, very important um, to him and to us. It's because the church depends on us in that sense. Preach, brother, preach. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to make an observation in case y'all haven't made the observation. There's more men on this panel than there are women. I would really love to crash this perception that working with children is a woman's calling and a woman's calling only. I don't know for sure, but I have it on good authority from my own experience and the experience of others. When a man speaks up for Jesus and also reaches a handout to children to say, we need to know this, and this is the direction we're going. Children respond to that. Is that correct? Yes. Russell, thank you. Go ahead and say what you I need to say. I was just going to say Proverbs 22.6. It's train up a child the way they should go. And when they get old, they will never depart from it. So yep. Thank you. Thank you. Let's pass that back down here to Adrian. Adrian, would you echo what I'm saying on that? I mean that children respond to, to male leadership just like they do to female leadership. Yes, I mean, it's a good thing that guys are in RSK, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think they respond better to the authority figure of a man. Um, not that we can't be scary. Oh, I know. The two of you can definitely be scary. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that's not our goal. That's not our goal. But it no. is important to show uh, children that, the young men especially, how important it is to grow up loving God, serving God, and that they can take a role like this and make a difference. Could I see a show of hands from any or all of you? Have you ever worked up a sweat in RSK? Okay. Wear layers in that way. <laughs> I just point that out is that it's basically a two-hour commitment, especially if you're working with the kids, because the pastor here preaches forever. Sorry. God bless. But at the same time, uh, that time is so valuable, and it is not wasted. You do work up a sweat, but when you go home, uh, would you say that most weeks you go, that was worth the effort, but I sure do need a nap, Lord. It almost doesn't seem like it's enough. I mean, you get into it at first. You're, you know, trying to settle everybody down, but we could go on for hours. It's, we have so much fun back there, and I'm not just saying that. I'm looking out at everybody that serves. There's a lot yes, of we're so grateful, so grateful. Could we see a show of hands of, yeah. so, of those of you who already serve in some capacity with Rock Springs kids? Turn around. Look, 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 look. How important they are in the teenagers, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to have some teenagers up here in a little while just to help me with some uh, passages of Scripture. But we have teenagers that are jumping in to be runners with errands, but they also help with games. They are, they are learning how to lead as well. A couple of quick questions, and um, you can pass the mic as quickly as you wish. Um, what is one thing that you wish people truly understood about Rock, uh, about Rock Springs kids that pretty sure they don't understand yet? That we need you. <laughs> we okay. need you back there. We do. We can't run it without help from the parents. If you feel that pull, it's once a month. 
and if we get more, it would be less, or if you want to do more, you could too, but we Cause need you. I'll stack on top of that one. Uh, if you have kids in Rock Springs Kids, please do avail yourself to once a month serving back there because then you have the experience to tell others what's going on back there. Once a month, you get to help someone else's family as well as yours. Oh, my goodness. Marilyn, can you tell your story? Do you remember what Mr. Russell told you a couple weeks ago? No. What was the, what was the evil king's name? King Nebuchadnezzar. Good job. Oh. And just, just hang on a second. And he was not very happy with who? Who were the three men? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh. <laughs> I didn't do this, guys. <laughs> On the way to church this morning. Um, and so, what did he do to those three men? Throw them in the fiery furnace. Oh. And then did he go back to check and see if they were dead? But what happened? There were four men in there. And who were they? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Jesus. <laughs> that right there is why we do this. Because it matters. Absolutely. Not that they just memorize things. <laughs> But you and I know, and I'm going to talk about this here in just a very quick minute. Um, there are going to be things that come against her and her age group as they grow up, and they need to be established in a faith that knows that God will never leave them and never forsake them, and that church is not a spectator sport. It's full contact. It's generational. It's huge. A couple quick... What... what Terry, I didn't give you a chance. Oh, you've got the microphone. Was, Go. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, the thing that I wish you realized was really important was consistency in attendance. These kids need to form a relationship with Jesus. And a lot of times that just comes with consistency. And, um, you know, we have a fun time in RSK and we have crafts and we have games and we have activities um, we form friendships but the bottom line is that we want these kids to form a relationship with Jesus and we want them to accept him as their savior so that they can go to heaven and live with him for eternity that that's the bottom line um, and make a difference in this world and the in-between. Absolutely. Thank you. Terry, what would you say is, like, I really want you to know this. Uh, I'm just going to give you the blunt bottom line, the blunt version. That uh, Yours is much more beautifully worded than mine's going to be, but it's not a daycare, people. We're not here to just watch your kids and have, so you can enjoy church. We're here to give them the experience you're having here in a way that they can understand, as you were just shown. It is absorbable if we take the time to teach them the way they learn. It is learnable. It does matter. You just got to take the time to learn how they learn. And that's what I got for you. And I just want to say really quick that the equipment that we send them home with, the paper that we send them home with, with the stories, share it with them throughout the week. It does mean something. Um, talk to them. Let them 
read it to you. Let them tell you the stories that we're learning about and look it up together. Show them how to open up a Bible and look for a verse in a chapter. We learn that way too. Absolutely. I'm going to give those two guys, you have to thumb wrestle over who gets the last word, but So I guess what um, what I would underscore as far as what we need to keep in mind is that, um, yeah, and you, you alluded to this, we are, by serving with kids, we're, we're really on the front lines of culture because the world, the world in the future, you know, whatever you think it's going to be, the kids are going to be equipped with the faith to, uh, you know, the old, the old hymn, faith is the victory that overcomes the world. And we are, we're equipping them with the, <clears throat> excuse me, with the faith, with the, uh, with the tools to use in the future. And it really is on the front lines of, of, of culture. I mean, you know, we think sometimes that we get behind these doors and and it just stays here. It doesn't. It follows them in their hearts. The spirit speaks through them and with them. And they're on the front lines of culture. And how many, how far out can that ripple? You want to leave a legacy in your life. That's, that's the way to do it because it can ripple out so far. Absolutely. Would you thank them for sharing their heart and minds today? Appreciate it. Let me pray for you. Which, by the way, before we pray. I considered an honor and a blessing to be able to serve Christ shoulder to shoulder with you and all of the RFK team. I do. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for an opportunity to hear this, because this in its own way is a testimony of what you're doing in lives. And I thank you so much that you're doing something great in adults' lives as they pour into the lives of our children. Would you continue to give us the wisdom to know what to do the strength to do it, and the courage to just keep on keeping on. And all God's people said, amen to that. If you all wouldn't mind passing these chairs in front. Like I said, a little bit chaotic as we move from one thing to another. I'm so grateful for what they shared with us. I know you are too. I'm going to ask Breezy to rejoin us on the platform. She may already be here. There she is. And then... Um, we also, Alan, thank you for helping lead us. If you'd start us off uh, on a song that's so simple, but it goes back to what we're talking about, and that is we are dependent on God's Word to guide us. So you all may remain seated, but let's sing together on Thy Word. Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet.
Just want to give you a few very powerful passages of Scripture, and I've asked a couple of guys to help me. Uh, Alex and Shaden will be uh, reading some things here with me. They're from our uh, Rock Springs youth, or fuel, and we're grateful that that's a part of our family ministry as well. You probably were given some notes, to uh, uh, an outline to take some notes on. You can go far and wide and see a hundred different opinions about what family is, redefinitions, voices that are claiming family uh, as we once knew it is now dead and gone and irrelevant. And uh, I have it on good authority, though, that it is not out of date. It still exists. And sometimes we may look around and see families, even our own, that are very fragile. But the, the whole concept of, uh, uh, of being a family is not finished. I found that if you're in doubt about anything, consult the user's manual, and that also has to do with what if you have questions and doubts about life. Go back to this time-tested and true collection of documents that God has given to us, the Bible, and you'll find out the truth of how to live. You can go back to the beginning and find out that God was the one who thought up family, and he has a lot to say about it. We do not have a lot of time, but I will touch on 
from the get-go, he said things like this in Genesis 2, 18 and 24. It is recorded, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone, so I will make him a helper suitable for him. And therefore, a man will leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife. So much, so much foundational truth there. But a couple of things I want us to notice. The first thing is that God's dream and plan and hope for us as human beings included a commitment, and the commitment was clearly, clearly defined to be one man and one woman for life. And out of that, he has taught us so much about himself, about how he relates to us, and how we relate to him. The second has to do with responsibility, and that is the leaving and the cleaving. Because if you read this verse in the King James Version, it says a man is to leave and cleave. What the reason behind that is, and what it says there in the NIV, which we were reading, is be united to his wife, was for being united for pleasure, for purpose, and procreation. God's made that clear, that that is his plan. Family is God's ideal. It is his idea, one man, one woman, united, but the overarching principle is we are better together with each other in the way that he prescribes, and then we are better together with him. I would say that today's family, uh, church and family uh, uh, message that I want to get over to you is whether you are married or whether you are single, you need the relationship of the church you need a relationship with God, and we all need the relationship that church brings to each of us. But I really do want us to focus on some stuff that we can use and even talk about today, and that is, I want to focus on church and family, husband, wife, and kids. I want to talk about what do we do with it right now? How do we discover or how do we live out God's purpose for our life? I want to show you four different things that would be a topic of conversation and aims for you to, 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 to shoot for. I want to share these with you, and along the way, I'm going to pause and introduce four different families to you, and they're going to share their prayers for the children that they're bringing along with them. But first of all, I would really love it if you'd write this down. God has said His purpose for our families is, my family, your family, a family is to be a learning center for life. A learning center for life. The Bible speaks in uh, metaphors, uh, similes, and so forth. It says, uh, it says that a family's like a greenhouse for growth. If you look in Psalm 114, the psalmist compares your kids to the garden plants that you have growing in your greenhouse. It's a beautiful, beautiful picture. It's also kind of like a, uh, a life-learning gymnasium, a training center, because your family is supposed to be the learning center, the primary learning center of life. In a healthy family, you and I will learn the basic skills of life. How to walk. How to talk. How to eat. And how to wear deodorant. <laughs> Especially if they're boys. Anyway, okay. I'm just saying all the basic skills of life, if it's a healthy home, if it's a healthy family, you will learn that at home. Now we usually think that parents are teaching kids, and that is absolutely true. But I will have to say, if you've had a healthy growing family... Parents, back me up on this. 
you learn a few things from your kids too, am I right? Well, three of us did. That's good. I'm glad we're doing that. The point is, learn to learn. Learn to never stop learning. Because listen, if you're taking little notes along the way, what you're trying to do, if you're following Christ and raising kids, what you're trying to do is you're taking them through control issues. They go from parent control to self-control to God control. I will say that again because someone was trying to out-preach me. Okay? <laughs> what we're trying to do is help our kids to go from parent control to self-control to God control. That is the aim of what we're trying to do that. So begin with the end in mind and help them learn and grow. Just like what we do and how we do around here at Rock Springs, you do at home. We're trying to do the exact same things to move from one set of controls to self-control to God control. We're all trying to do this. The way we talk about it around here is we want people to know God, to grow in their faith in God, to show the love of God to a, 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 a dark and tasteless world, and we want to go and tell others about Him. This is what we do. This is how we are. I would just simply say, make sure your kids don't leave home. Don't let them leave home and leave and cleave without knowing these things. And that is, they need to know about healthy relationships. Go ahead and write down relationships. Relationships are the core of life. A good relationship with yourself, with others, and with God. Relationships are worth working on. They're worth saving. Teach your kids how to work on them effectively. Model what you're trying to show them. Um, and then they will use what they learn from you in their relationships for the rest of their life. Here's another thing. Don't let them leave home without this. And that is, what is character? What is the Christ-like character that we're aiming for? Because if you don't know this already, parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, brothers and sisters, character is caught. It is not taught. You don't sit down and teach people about character. You can give the, 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 the superstructure on which to build it. But I'm telling you, whenever you tell your kids, always be honest. And then you pick up the phone and they know you just shaded the truth or tell a lie. They're going to remember the shade and the lie. They will not remember that you said, always be honest. Because they're watching your actions and absorbing everything that they hear and see from you, not simply what you say. Then the last thing I would say, and then this is a very short list, is don't let them leave home without knowing what to value. What are the correct things to value? Just think of all the topics that you typically have to deal with in, in life. You, like, Teach your kids about work. Teach your kids about sex. Teach your kids about time management. Teach your kids about money. And that it's not that, you know, it's not all important. It is important, but it is not all important. Teach them how to have a good time. To have a recreational life that actually honors God and blesses them and other people. But be intentional about what is really, really important. Please, I'm telling you from someone further down the road, don't major on the minors. Values are what is going to come out loud and clear, intentionally or unintentionally. It's not in your notes, but Isaiah wrote, One generation makes known your faithfulness to the next. So you need to ask yourself, what am I actually passing on to my kids? The, the adults might need to get into a huddle and say, what are we actually passing on? And do not, listen, 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 listen. 
do not fall into the trap of what has become so fashionable. And that is to say, you know what? I'm not going to impose my spiritual values on my kids. I'm going to let them decide for themselves. For one thing, just stepping away from being a preacher, that doesn't even hold intellectual water. It doesn't. Your kids don't know how to find what it is they're looking for. That's why he gave us parents. Be the parent. Tell them what they need to know. But I'm stepping back into the role. It is foolish. It is extreme foolishness to imply that God is an option in a person's life. That is a lie. They have to have a relationship with God to be a fully formed human being. He is not an option. If you are not teaching your family about God, you're making a major mistake which has eternal implications because no one ever drifts into wise and good decisions. So you have to go back to who holds the keys to wisdom, and that is God. I don't want to demean your children, but your children aren't bright enough to figure out the wisdom of the world on their own. But you can show them the light of the world, and his name is Jesus God says that if you're a parent, it is a part of your job description to teach them their values. Alex or Shaden, who's going first? Alex, come on up here, please, sir. With this mic, everybody say, hey, Alex. What's up? Yep. Can you read that right there? <clears throat> Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 7. These commandments, impress them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit, sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Good job. I'll have you back up here in just a minute. Well done, sir. Moses said this to the children of Israel whenever he was preaching that message for the second time. I just want to point out there is no reference in what he said to binge-watching television anywhere in that particular verse. My point is, don't let the screens of your life screen out the things that really, really matter. Amen? So the response, I would say, is evaluate your values. Talk about them. I don't know why I'm holding this microphone since I have one strapped to my head. Anyway... Amen. But what am I intentionally teaching my kids, and is it really what I want to teach them? Let's go on to the second one, because I want you to meet these families. The second thing I would say God wants our families to be is that he says, I want the family to be a shelter in storms. We all have storms and tough times in our life. Sometimes it's raining on us. Sometimes it's pouring on us. Sometimes the, what you think, it can't get any tougher, and it does. Things do not go as you planned. That's why we all need protection, a place of protection and stability and security. Proverbs 14 says reverence. In other words, honoring God and upholding his, his way of life. Reverence for the Lord gives a man deep strength. His children have a place of, look at it, refuge and security. Let me ask you a question. Do your children have a true place of refuge and security in the storms of life? Because there are going to be a lot of storms that come after them. Financial, 
Could I get a, mm, that hurts, yep, financial storms, physical storms, whenever you get a diagnosis or you get an injury, emotional storms, intellectual storms, moral storms. Here's the ones I would say you need to be prepared for and help your kids prepare for, and that is the storm of change. We all face change. It might be illness, might be the death of someone that is very near and dear to us. It could be graduations, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And yet it's such a huge uh, seismic shift whenever children uh, move on to the next thing. A job transition, a, a, a relocation. I'm just telling you, you try your best, no matter where your house is, make sure you always develop a home, a secure refuge for your children. Here's another one, a storm of failure. Because we're not always winners. Sometimes we lose. Sometimes you get an F at school. Sometimes you don't make the team. Sometimes you have a losing season or you lose your job. But with a storm, shelter, considered to be a healthy family, if you have that, that healthy family storm shelter, you're going to make it through. Like Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, he says, two are better than one. If one of them falls down, the other one can help him up. And if someone is alone and falls, it's just too bad because there's no one there to help them. We need each other. Families, family members are fans even when you are going through a losing season. The last thing on this one I would say is help them prepare for the storm of rejection. It's painful, and you might not remember how painful it was, but when you're young, it's especially painful to be rejected or put down or ridiculed or criticized. Like I've said in this past series, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's baloney. It hurts a lot, and it leaves a lasting scar, but we have healing in God. So you need a place that's positive and peaceful in spite of the storms that might come after you and come around you. So what do you respond with? How do you demonstrate your love? I mean, how do you respond? You demonstrate your love. And how do you demonstrate it? If you're writing this down really quick, because, man, I could preach each one of these so much. Everybody needs to be heard, everybody needs to be hugged, and everybody needs to be helped. All of us, I don't care who we are, men or women, young or old, we need somebody that listens to our hurt, we need to be hugged, because physical touch is something that God uses as healing, and then uh, to be helped. We need to be assisted and helped out. Uh, honestly, y'all, that's why divorce is so painful, because the place that was supposed to be the storm shelter literally becomes the eye of the storm. I want to pause and I'm going to introduce them just one at a time. And they're going to uh, come up here and they're going to show off their kids. And we're going to love it. And they're going to actually uh, share their prayer for their, their children. So this is a really, really important time. You ready? Yeah, okay. Asher and Shannon, would you guys, where'd you go? They're, they're there. There she is. Was Elijah trying to out-preach me? Well, good. We might have another preacher in our midst. Everybody, this is Asher and Shannon Spaulding and their son, Elijah. I don't know who's going to do the talking, but there's the microphone. And I'm curious, how old is Elijah? Six months old. Six months. Everybody say, hey. hey. And did you prepare anything that you'd like to share for your hopes and dreams for Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is Eli. He's the blabber baby that you guys have been hearing all morning. 
and we'll just ask you guys to pray with us for him. God, we thank you so much for the incredible opportunity we have to raise this baby. Um, we know that it's the most important ministry we'll ever do, and we're so thankful for that. Um, it's so easy to look at the world and feel discouraged by everything that goes on, and we just know that you have ordained this time for him to be born, and we know that you have a purpose and a plan for him to bring light to the world, and we just ask that in everything he does, he shares your word and your truth and brings glory to your name, and that we can help him to do that, God. Father, we ask that you give us the wisdom and the strength to continue learning about you and about Jesus, and then give that wisdom to Eli as he grows older. Also, Father, I'd like to take this chance to earnestly pray for the other new families and ourselves for a little bit of sleep. And that's all we've got today. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all are praying for the right things. Thank you. <laughs> Terry and Ronnie. Isn't that precious? Because obviously those are just not, that's not off-the-cuff prayers being prayed right there. That's, that's day in and day out. I want you all to say hello to Terry and Ronnie, please. And they have more than one. They, I want to make sure I get everybody's name because I wrote it down. There's Kendallin. Dagan, and then I'm sure I'll be tested on this, but they're twins, so I'm never quite sure. This is Tyrus and Toby. Tobias. Tobias and Tyrus. This is Tobias, uh -huh. and that's Tyrus. So y'all have at it. Share with us what you've got on your Hi, mind. Hi, Rock Springs. I'm Ronnie. Um, I have four beautiful children, as Pastor David just said. I have Kendallin. She's 11. Dagan, she's seven. They're mine. I have uh, Tobias and Tyrus. And yeah, see, I can't even keep them straight. <laughs> um, and I am just going to kind of read something that I put together. Um, I have, uh, being a mom is the best and most challenging thing that God has ever put on my plate. Um, I was not raised in a church, um, but I always found myself in a church. I've probably been to every church in Cortez. Um, and youth groups throughout Cortez all of my life. Um, I knew that I wanted um, my kids to have the opportunity to learn about God and his son Jesus. I want them to know that they are loved abundantly when they don't feel like they're loved. Um, and First John 3, um, 16 through 18 says, this is how we know that love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. He ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. And I know I never thought that I would have four kids, um, and among, among that, twins. <laughs> um, but I do believe God knows what he's doing, and that, he, that I couldn't see my life any different than it is today with my four beautiful children. He raises the poor from the dust, and he lifts the needy from ash heap to make them sit with princesses and princesses of his people. He gives the barren of woman a home and make their joyous mother of children. Praise the Lord. Psalms. 
Mine's a little longer, so I'll try to go a little faster. <laughs> um, I'd like to start with 1 Timothy 5.8. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. It's kind of funny having twins. Um, you know, I... Uh, oh, let me find my verse. But Psalm 127.3 says, Children are a heritage from the Lord. Offspring are a reward, are a reward from him. And I got two. Um, but I'd say that it is good because I remember being younger and really just wishing I had someone that could understand me on my level. Uh, like I had said earlier, talking to you with RSK, just had someone that could get on, get down with me and talk to me on the way I saw it. Uh, and hopefully with a blessing like this, they will always have a friend in each other. Um, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, I won't go through all of it, but two are better than one. Because they have a good return for their labor. If they stumble, the first will lift up his friend. But woe to who anyone who is alone when he falls and there is no one to help him get up. Hopefully they'll always have that in each other. My biggest prayer for this boy, these boys is that they will learn in a healthier and safer way than I did. First, learning of the Lord's grace and the power that comes from the faith in our Savior Jesus. And from that lesson and guidance, learn to make choices that aren't always going to teach them about life the hard way. As anybody in my family can tell you, I know how to learn things the hard way. <laughs> um, I want them to learn how to trust in God's way and method rather than trying to use, to use their own understanding. Matthew 18.20 says, For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. And most importantly, when things get the darkest, when this world has run them to the end of their ropes, they always have God to help them find their way back to the light, and their mother and I will always be there for them when they need us. But I have a little surprise that not everybody knew about, and I want to talk about these girls right here a little bit. They may not be biologically mine, but they've made such a huge difference in my life since I've met them. They've taught me lessons by being so similar to me in so many ways and helped me learn to love through irritations, reminded me to have strength when you don't feel like there's any strength left, how to just cry when the frustration gets to be too heavy, and most importantly, they really helped me double down on the importance of having God at the center of our household. Proverbs 20.11 says, Even a child makes himself known by his acts, by whether his conduct is pure and upright. I just want them to know I'll always be here to stand by them and hold them up when they want it, and I'll always be here to catch their tears when they need it. And I hope together, as a family, we can continue to follow God's path for us and grow as one in his light. And I want to end with a couple of really good verses that really affected me this week. Sorry about that. Uh, Proverbs 17.6 says, Grandchildren are the crown of the aged, and the glory of children is their fathers. And no, I'm not just calling you, a, you old dad, but I love you. <laughs> Colossians 3.21 says, Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Just remember to love as Jesus loved and teach them the same. Thank you. Oh, that is so good. And then the Marquez fan, where'd they go? There they are. I look in one section and they moved over. And I was even given phonetic spelling, but I want to make sure I get it right. Is it Adaliah? Adaliah and Braylon. Everybody say hey. So we have Adelia, who's 10, and Braylon, who's 7. 
Um, and I just, well, we prepared this, but I'll read it for us. Um, so Adelie and Braylon, you're such a blessing to our family and will grow to be a blessing to those around you. Mm -hmm. We promise to raise you up to love and follow God and to fulfill the purpose he has for you. We promise to teach you of God's love and all that it bestows. We will keep you in our prayers and guide you in your faith and encourage you to share. Um, we have chosen Adelia's aunt and uncle, Tony and Shane, to be her godparents, and we have also chosen Braylon's aunt and uncle to be her godparents, Margaret and Terry. Um, and they will be here to help us remember the commitment that we are making here today. And the last uh, but not least, Lane and DJ, where did y'all wind up? There they are. Which if anyone's watching the clock, stop watching the clock. Good morning. Oh, hold on. I probably did the wrong thing. There you go. Good morning. Um, we're very blessed to be here this morning and to have so much of Pace's family here with us this morning for his commitment. A um, couple of things I wrote down here to kind of remember. Uh, it's been a, been a very hectic uh, fall. We've moved back here. We've been away for quite some time and my wife is not from this area. She's from northern Colorado. So having her family here and his grandparents come mm -hmm. has meant a lot. So, Lord, I'd like to say a prayer. Lord, let our commitment to raise our child for the glory of your name cause his life to forever testify in your faithfulness. Let him always know that he will always have someone to talk to, whether that be Jesus or us, his parents, his grandparents, or his close family. In your name we pray. Amen go you guys thank you so much i'll have you back up here in just a little while okay they're praying those prayers and we're going to be able to pray those along with them let me hit the high spots on this next Shaden, why don't you make your way on up here write this down y'all god says that a family is a place to play it's a place to play Ought to be a format for fun, a haven for happiness. I can do this all day long. Um, a place to have a really good time, to enjoy. Dads, let me just say this to you. There are times when you need to coach and discipline to bring your kids up to even greater skill, but there is no biblical indication to make your home a boot camp. You may resign today as a Marine drill sergeant. I just want you to know. I'm saying sometimes, and you need to, uh, to trust God on this, there are times when you need to lighten up. That is the most spiritual thing that you could possibly do. You got two verses I need you to read, if that's okay, because okay, they're kind of short. But uh, Shaden's going to read Proverbs and Psalms. Proverbs 5.19. Be happy with your wife and find joy with the girl you married. Lighten up and have fun. And then down here... Um, Psalm 127 says we ought to intentionally celebrate our family. What does it say? Children are, children are a gift from God. They are his reward. Children are like sharp arrows. Happy is the man who quiver, whose quiver is full of them. How about that? Way to go. Thank you so much. 
You probably have your inside jokes with your family and funny stories that your kids have, you know, it's like some of it can be told in mixed company, some of it can't, I know. I'm just saying, and this may not be funny to you, but whenever our kid, who is now 34, was seven years old, he had been using kids' toothpaste up to that point. He came in and wanted to be a big guy and wanted to use adult toothpaste. So he used the crest, whatever we were, and he brushed his teeth. And then after he had rinsed and said, so, what was that? He said, that was very provocative. <laughs> I have no idea. So, as a 34-year-old kid, now we still use that back on him. That was very provocative, okay? I'm just telling you because of how far down the road, just um, they will not be with you as long as you think. So do everything you can to create memories and uh, to, well, help them learn what matters, be a storm shelter, keep having fun. And the fourth thing God says is a family is a launch pad for ministry. I'll read these from now on. Thank you guys for what you helped me with. Maybe you never thought of your family as a ministry team, but I'm telling you, we have families around Rock Springs that serve in various capacities. Sometimes they serve on the same ministry team. Sometimes they serve on different ones. But see your family as a group of people who says, we're going to love God and we're going to serve Him. It'll make your family stronger. If you see there on the notes, 1 Corinthians 16, it says, Stephanus and his family were the first to become Christians in Greece, and they are spending their lives helping and serving Christians everywhere. One of the things that we made no bones about today is that Rock Springs Kids, as an overall ministry to help families, is vastly important to what we're doing around here. It doesn't happen by magic. It happens because we all serve together. Even if it's a bit uncomfortable, please give it some consideration and get your family together and go over and see if maybe you can learn how to serve God through RSK as a family. That is the bottom line. Because if you have people in your family, not just the ones who are here today, but in your extended family who don't know Jesus yet, be the bridge that draws them over to Jesus. Pray for them constantly. Make it a priority in your life. Let it bring joy to your whole life. When you know that I'm doing something that's building bridges between my heart and their heart so that Jesus could walk across. I'm just telling you, be a family who loves to serve in this family and dedicate your home to God. Okay, the way you could do that, maybe you start a group at your house where everybody shows up. Maybe your kitchen is where the groceries get boxed up for Good Samaritan Center. Maybe you start it right away and you start packing boxes for OCC together. I'm just telling you, we do better together. Now, we can't go on with this forever, but this is a very, very important part of our service. I'm going to invite all those families and all the chaos that goes with it, everybody that got a chance to share your, your, uh, your prayers. Would you come up here? And we're going to have our dedication portion of the service, okay? Look at this. So good. And you guys, just it's going to be kind of just us, so come on over. I'm going to be talking to you. 
You all have heard their prayers and their hopes and desires for their kids. You may have noticed that it's been our goal uh, for their family is that we want to partner with them. Like, like Terry told us earlier. <laughs> yeah. Like Terry told us earlier, what we're trying to do here is bring the light of God's word, which is yellow, and the love of their family, which is red, and we try to bring it into this church and family orange. So parents, I'm trying to find Asher and Shannon, Terry and Ronnie, Chantilly and Stephen, and then Lane and DJ. Guys, no one's going to have more influence on your child than you do. So what happens in your home, even if we had your kids every Sunday for two hours, what is that? That's 100 hours in a year, and you have the rest. So what you do, we want to be your biggest fans. We want to be your greatest supporters. We want to be trusted guides to help raise your children. We want all of you to be in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. So... God has gifted you, some more than others, um, given you a precious gift of kids. The responsibility we've talked about is to teach them to love Jesus with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind, all their strength. You are providing and protecting and nurturing them with your love, your time, and your life. You are being an example of how to raise children both inside and outside the home. I'm just telling you where God guides, God provides, and you can rely on Him for the wisdom, for the strength that you need, the encouragement. I'm telling you, trust Him, learn to trust Him more every single day. I am so, uh, so thankful that you guys have said, I want to stand here today and publicly say, we want to raise our kids in a Christ-honoring home, and we're asking for God's blessings on our family as we minister in His name. Now I'm going to just ask you some questions. If you are willing, uh, you know, as you answer these questions, what you're saying, not to me, but you're saying this to God, this is your dedication and commitment time, okay? If you are willing to commit your children to God and dedicate yourself to raising them in His strength for His honor and His glory, then I would say after each question, just simply say, I do, okay? Do you recognize your child as a gift from God and give thanks to God for blessing your life with his gift. Do you dedicate your child to the Lord who gave you this child? Do you pledge as Christian parents that you will bring up your child in a Christ-honoring home, looking to God for wisdom and guidance and strength? Do you promise to pray for your child on a regular basis? Realizing that it is only with God's hand on their life that they can truly be blessed? And do you ask God's blessings upon the life of your child to guide, guard, and direct them through all of their years? If your hearts were in these promises as you have dedicated yourself to raising a child to God, He has heard that prayer and I, for one, am very, very proud of the stand you are taking. But I also want you to know that you are not alone because your church family is going to stand with you in this commitment. Church, are you willing to take on the responsibility to love and care for and support these parents as they work to pass on the faith to their children? 
Do you promise to love these parents and their children in order to equip them and pray for them and be with them to support them by your example and your involvement in their life? If you do indeed feel that way, I'm going to ask that you say, I will, and you accompany it by standing in honor of what they're doing today. Would you join me in saying, I will, and let's stand together. All right, I want to pray over these beautiful children. Eli, Kendall and Dagan, Tyrus, Tobias, Adelia, and Braylon, and Pace. Together with your parents who dearly love you, and then alongside all the members of my church family who care about the outcome of your faith, I'm asking God to bless you as we dedicate you to God. Oh, Heavenly Father, would you please give us as families and as your forever family, would you please give us the wisdom, the strength, and the courage to follow through on the commitments that we have made here today. And I pray it in the powerful resurrection name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Let's give them a round of applause for the commitments they've made today. My goodness, (laughs) y'all. Yay! Thank you guys. We're going to sing to get us out of here in just a moment. But before you go, Tanya is going to deliver these to you. But what we wanted to do was give you gifts. There's some gifts that pertain to you as parents to give you encouragement and support. And then to each of the children, we're just trying to get you even into God's word even more. There's a Bible either in the bag or, you know, where we live, you have to wait on Amazon to bring it. Um, (laughs) It's going to be here soon, but we also just wanted you to know by way of these gifts that we care about you, um, that we love you, that we're here for you. Thank you so much. Just a few more gifts. Look up here. And like I said, we have one song, and it is truly a song of prayer and uh, dedication, and then we will be on our way. Please take note of all that's going on in our church family in the days to come. Let's try to be brighter light and saltier salt as we do this, starting a new series this next weekend. Uh, Going to be calling it The Shadow King. Thank you all so much. You may make your way that way. And then we're going to sing this song. Everybody stay on your feet. I want to sing this to the, uh, to, to the families and to you as well. Could be. We're not going to sing it as it was on all of that, but we are going to do this. If you can give me the right key, we're going to sing part of it, okay? The Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you. Yeah.
that one more time. The Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face toward you and give you continues on and it says a beautiful prayer from the Old Testament and that is in your going out and in your coming in when you're rising up and you're lying down may the Lord go before you and behind you and beside you and within you in your rejoicing and in your weeping I'm just telling you church I love you so much and I appreciate you being so flexible but also being so loving if you spot any of these families as we're headed out the doors, would you give them a hug? Tell them how much you love them. And then let's meet back here next Sunday. And let's love like Jesus in the meantime. God bless you. You are dismissed.